0: There's no podcast-like, podcast-business-like, podcast-business-like, podcast-business, I know.
1: Let me out.
0: Hey, this is a tad too far. Uh, this is where we take something. Well, there's far. There's going too far, and then there's us—a tad too far, where we take something to the place far, shake it up, mix it together, you know, splice it, multiply it, you know, put some electricity in it, and then bring it back to you. And we say it's alive. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, one of your hosts, Taj, and I'm here with the Ignatimus Dietrich and the fabulous Athena. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so and um our new round of discussions uh this week is uh where we're doing a musical but as a different music genre so just to kind of explain where i got this concept from is uh you know billy joel you know has a musical where they spliced together a bunch of his songs that everybody knows and made it a musical and they tried to make a story to go with it um and i know that uh I think they also did that for The Boss uh, has one like that. So we were like, yeah, let's do that. But let's try and do it for a different, you know, some different genres of music. Something that nobody would think to put together to make a musical of and uh, see what we can come up with. So, of course, I mainly I picked this genre of music because I had a perfect pick for it. But I know it probably made it harder on you guys. But I picked country music. (laughs) So, um, unless you want to call it Western music, because, you know, I know back in the day, there used to be a difference between country or Western, (laughs) but I don't know what the the real difference of it was. Um, All right. So, for my pick for a country music artist whose songs I would make into a musical, um, I picked Buck Owens (laughs) and his Buckaroos. (laughs) So... um, just as an FYI, uh, you know, it is country music, so this shouldn't come as a surprise. But, you know, there's a lot of depressing stuff in the country music, so my musical does have some, you know, uh, stuff in it. So if uh, anything about blue or Christmas or being lonely during Christmas is a trigger, just swear warning. <laughs> so uh, what I picked was uh, – so what I did was I actually picked his full album of um, – it's called Christmas with Buck Owens and his Buckaroos. It was first re- uh, released in October 4th of 1965. The reason why I picked this is because my dad was, would always play, uh, this album, uh, for Christmas. And so it was like one of those. And it's like the songs are there enough that you could splice together a story. So, um, that's what I did. So, um, So the, so I rearranged the song list that's in the actual CD and I'll kind of explain how that works. So, um, so the thing is that album has two instrumental parts. So opening curtain call is, uh, Christmas morning. It's an instrumental piece that Buck Owens does, um, on that album. Um, and then it, the play, the musical starts with a Billy Buck. Uh, who is excited, uh, for Christmas, uh, and he's at school singing and he sings, Here Comes Santa Claus Again. So it, cause that's one of the songs on there. Okay. Um, but he gets called to the principal's office and he finds out that his mom's sick and in the hospital. So, uh, he's waiting to get picked up and he sings, uh, Blue Christmas Tree. And, and so part of why I picked that song to place there was because, um, uh, one of the lines in there is beneath it it's a package addressed from from me from addressed to me from you and I'm afraid to open it because I know it contains the blues uh, and so you know it's this kid that's worried like hey there's some presents there from his mom but he's worried that something's gonna happen to her type of thing so um, anyway uh, am I rambling too much? Should I slow down? <laughs>
1: to- yeah, t- take a breath
0: <laughs> Okay but it's good uh, so far. I like it. Okay, all right. So uh, we cut to Billy. Um, uh, he leaves, uh, and they go sees his mom's, um, and then he's sent kind of to the waiting room. Um, and then somebody sits down to cheer him up, and um, they kind of cheer him up by you know kind of making a joke like, you know, there's not a lot of snow around here, you know. So how do you think Santa's going to get here? And then you kind of jump into the song uh santa's gonna come in a stagecoach because <laughs> that's one of the signs nice. on the album where it's about like hey you know where where there is no snow Santa's gonna be <laughs> riding in on stagecoach um so he he cheers up and then his dad comes out and he says hey they can go home and that their mom is actually coming home with them later today so he's all happy and so you kind of do a transitional change and so Um, They're all home together at the house and then Billy is sent to bed. Right. And so, of course, you know, the dad's trying to make things as normal as possible. So but he comes out in a Santa costume. okay, And, you know, to put the presents under the tree. And of course, Billy sneaks downstairs and then he sings the song. Santa looks a lot like daddy. <laughs> so <laughs> it's supposed to be like you know I saw Santa kissing Santa kissing mommy but in this one it's that he can't tell whether it's his dad or Santa because they both look a lot alike. Um, and so um, the thing is is that so the song ends with him holding the mom underneath the mistle tree mistletoe you know and they're about to kiss um, and then the mom collapses you know. Falls ill and so daddy kind of throw, uh, the dad throws off the sand costume and so Billy sees all this right um, and so you come to find out the next day you know he's dressed in black so there's kind of a you know a thing that the mom died right. so um, he uh, kind of runs away from the funeral at the home and ducks into uh, a, a like a store and then he goes up to the clerk the teller there and he's like He does the song uh, "Blue Christmas Lights," (laughs) and so the the reason why that one is because the the way that song starts is like, "Pardon me, ma'am, but do you have a blue Christmas lights for my Christmas tree?" (laughs) So it's totally like on. (laughs) Wow, on point there, Um, but then he's found by his father, and then they hug, and then curtain drop for intermission. So wow. you always have to have an air mission, you know, Right. and so, uh, the air mission song is, um, Jingle Bells. It's another instrumental piece that he has on the album. So, okay. And then, so the curtain rises and it's, uh, it's Billy and he's older and, um, uh, we see him at home with family pictures, um, He's alone, but he's excited for Christmas because, um, and he sings the song Christmas times are coming. (laughs) So, um, and so this was the one particular song that my dad would always sneak, like play for my mom and sister because supposedly they didn't like it. And, and so, because it's always about Christmas times are coming and it's about all the food that you're going to have for Christmas, like turkey and stuff and stuff. So he seems kind of excited. And uh, he sings that while he's decorating. Um, but then he gets a phone call and then he dramatically changes and um, he kind of sits down beside himself and he um, sings, All I Want for Christmas, Dear is You. Because he kind of gets a phone call saying that, you know, somebody's not going to be there, right? And then finally an idea pops in his head and he rushes out of the house and he drives sinking. Christmas ain't Christmas dear without you. Right. So he's trying to get to her. um, And I can break down some lyrics on there if you want. But um, problem is, is that after he's kind of done with that, because it's kind of snowing and raining, he, uh, he crashes and he hits his head on something, but still gets out of the car and starts walking. And then uh, while he's walking, he sings it's Christmas time for everyone, but me. And then (laughs) he collapses you know, on the side of the road. And then he suddenly wakes up in a room and his mom and his dad there and other people are there. And then he sings because it's Christmas time again. And, um, he goes and answers to the door and smiles and then curtain call. And the
1: music. That's <laughs> sad. <laughs>
0: It's country music where you can do it. True,
1: but my gosh. (laughs) I I put all the
0: happy stuff at the beginning when he was a kid or as much as I could.
1: Yeah, that's one that everyone would leave crying. (laughs) Yeah, when that
0: was kind of my picture, it was like a Tennessee Williams musical. like you know. Yeah. I mean, that's what La Miserable is, right? It's a musical you're supposed to go to to cry at.
1: (laughs) I don't know, but... I mean, it was good. You have a lot of detail. You put up so much into that. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, thank you. Very so, much. Very much. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, all right. All right. What,
2: what What do you guys got? Go ahead, Athena.
1: Okay. <laughs> I.
2: Yeah, I'm not con- following that. <laughs>
1: Country music is not anything I know very well. Um, I've just not ever, it's not that I'm not a fan because researching this, it is good music. And they all, all the songs always seem to tell a story really well, which I liked. But yeah, you're right. There's a lot of sadness. <laughs> um, but the, the country musician that I chose is Reba McIntyre. And she has a lot of music. She has 29 studio albums. And so finding stuff to to make a musical was kind of easy, but difficult at the same time. Um, so I have the title of my musical being Making Dreams Happen. And it's okay, a okay. story following a young woman who's starting out on her own. And it's going to follow, like, the whole idea of the musical just follows her from young woman to trying to do typical life things like finding love and having kids. And um, so the first songs I have um, to back up, like the falling in love part is I'd rather be riding around with you where she's actually with her family at a cousin's wedding and she's supposed to be in the wedding and she kind of (laughs) leaves, just rides around with this guy in his car and she'd rather be doing that than anything else. And that to me kind of just seems like how every, young adult female (laughs) thinks about boys just wanting to do that kind of giving up everything else and not doing the responsibilities to be with a cute boy and then the second song i have for the loving part is uh love will find its way to you which is again just wanting to be in love with a guy kind of thing and so as um, they go on several dates and they're starting a romantic relationship she's um finding guys and losing guys and not really finding love and so she goes through a lot of heartache and some of the guys cheat on her and so I didn't like break it down so specific like you did but I have five songs that like see her going on dates getting hurt or being at home waiting for his call and finding out that he's cheating on her and so the five songs I have that are all similar in that aspect are Only In My Mind Whoever's in New England Little Rock can't get even get the blues no more. And does he love you? Okay, so she goes through all of that. She co- she finds you know her gal pal group, they're supportive of her, they're helping her like realize there's more to life than guys. Um, but right in the midst of all of that, she loses her dad. And the song I have for that is The Greatest Man I Never Knew, which is yeah. sad. <laughs> And it's about, like, you, your dad doesn't always show his true self to you, mm-hmm. so you don't really know the real him kind of thing. It's sad. Gotcha. Um, and so she... There's other parts to life. She loses her dad. She's sad. Um, and then the lessons she's learned from these men that have broken her heart, The songs, some of the songs I have her kind of singing about that are Because of You and Why Haven't I Heard From You. And then she's also getting stronger and more confident and so as she's um doing that I have a song what am I going to do about you and then there's a song called fancy where it's more about remembering her childhood like she's starting to grow and develop and remember and fancy is a song that her mom kind of put everything into her to go out and be the best her she can be and so I have her using that one to remember those lessons okay okay Yeah. And then um, she's struggling to find the right person, but she finds her faith in God. And so I have two songs that help her with that, which is back to God. And then meanwhile, back at the cross, which just help her remember that life is again, more than just men and a family. Like it's your religion. Um, And then she finds a guy she's trying to not have heartbreak again and take it slow. Um, And that, one of those songs I have to like support that is letting the music lift you up instead of like feelings lifting you up, Um, just enjoying other things. (laughs) Um, And then never giving up on you and is there life out there? And so she's finally with a guy, she's found the perfect mate. They're falling in love. They start a family. And like, that's going to be like the curtain call. She becomes a wife and a mom. And so the emotional chord I have for the musical is that even though, you know, life isn't easy, there's no straight path. There's a lot to go up, you know, lots of ups and downs. But if you're seeking out revenge or having anger and resentment towards someone, it can re- ruin your present day or your future. And so you need to learn to forgive and release that past pain.
0: Oh, okay. And okay. that's it.
1: <laughs> All right. Sounds good. I like yeah. it. So. Yeah. Her okay. music's very good. I mean, I, yeah, I knew wow. I knew her as a movie star and TV kind of star, but looking into her music, she's talented. Right, right. Yeah. So
2: for sure, that's what's up. Not bad. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: All right. So <laughs> I definitely get down to mine and All right. Um, the person I picked for my musical is going to be Faith Hill. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, I pick Faith Hill because I've always loved her music. Uh, um, I actually listened to. A, a lot of genres of music um you know I, I love old country western i love new new age country um a little bit too popish sometimes but at, at the same point the message still gets across so I, I definitely love that and i picked faith and the title of her musical would be it matters to me which actually comes off of her 1995 uh album uh, that she released. It's the title track of the album, and there's a reason for this. So, gotcha. Basically, is following her life. Uh, she grew up in Mississippi. Um, she started singing in the choir as as a young girl, and the story pretty much follows that of one who wants to chase their dreams, and the family that doesn't necessarily let them or push them in the right direction to do so. But she she chases it to do it anyway. Gotcha. Um, she knows she's stepping outside of what her family's wishes are for her, but ultimately, you know, she, she gets what she wants in the end. So you think. <laughs> so, um, as a young girl, she actually, this is part of the true story. She actually saw Elvis performing and that really? made her want to sing. So, um, she started like, impersonating elvis and learning his songs and his moves and everything and said that she wanted to be a singer and told her family and the family said no that's not the path that you need to go so she decides in the musical that she's going to do what she wants to do and uh, the first song is right before she's about to like she's basically about to run away from the house Mm. Um, she tried starting a band when she was seventeen. It didn't really work out. So right before graduating from high school, she's about to run away from the house because she knows that she needs to chase her dream. So the first song is gonna be her actual song is called Bruce, which is for her taking a deep breath, um, allowing her to to get herself together, gather herself and go chase her dream. So she leaves, runs away, uh, winds up coming across a, a couple of singers in the circuit. One of them being Reba McIntyre. And she be on a backup singer for her and, and writing songs and, and basically trying to find her way amongst, um, you know, country music and, and trying to get into the actual business of it. Um, in doing so, and she, she gets a little wild. So she, her, her second song inside the musical is called Wild One. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's basically about one it who's an anthem for rule breakers and, and and you know those who are dreamers and, and want to get out and do what they want to do despite what other people say. Um her family's looking forward her, trying to find her. She's constantly trying to duck and dodge them. In the midst of so she comes across somebody. We're gonna call him Tim. <laughs> <laughs> hey, would there be a and, McGraw uh,
0: after that or
2: <laughs> Yeah, no 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 Tim Tim got a last name McGraw and uh we're gonna call her Tim. And basically tim is uh he's in the business himself and he's trying to show her the ropes on how to get in and and you know they they fall for each other in the process and that's what another song comes in when they realize that they're in love with each other it's called this kiss which was you know one of the popular songs and then so forth so and in the midst of her rise, um she realizes the other side of things which comes into play where, you know, people aren't who they say they are. Fame is just a lime green light. It doesn't necessarily mean that you've made anything of yourself. People are constantly taking advantage of you. And, and she's going back and forth in her relationships and back and forth with, um, trying to deal with all the struggles. And then another one of her songs. Uh, released off of that album is called I Can't Do It Anymore. I Can't Do That Anymore, which is basically she's pushing herself away from the limelight and away from, you know, all the the pain uh, the situation and, and trying to get back to her roots. She gotcha. winds up getting back with her family and reconnecting with them. And, and now they see that she actually was worth chasing her dreams and, and they're not mad at her anymore. Um, but. In the midst of that, she finds out that her man is cheating on her, and then he decides to leave her, and that comes to the title track of, of the whole musical, which is It Matters to Me. And my love may not matter to you, but it definitely matters to me, and that's basically you know, one of those where a woman is taken advantage of or taken for granted in a relationship, and she's trying to get herself back together. And that's how my musical goes.
0: Oh, okay. And you end it with that? Yeah, I ended with yeah. that with her basically
2: becoming out stronger um, between her faith in God, between her faith in the family, between her loved ones that are surrounding her. She's going to come out stronger in the end because of it.
0: Okay, I like it. I like it. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so, should I just jump straight into closing thoughts or did you guys have anything else? <laughs>
1: No, that was pretty fun. I didn't know Faith Hill was old enough to have seen Elvis.
0: Yeah, I thought she was younger too. I was going yeah. kind of. <laughs> because he well, passed away she, like
1: forty five years ago
2: or something. Right, you no, know, she saw him like on TV. Oh, god. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, okay. She's seeing him <laughs> on TV and, and you know different things like that. So, okay, All right.
0: I got gotcha. you. Okay. I've seen yeah, Elvis on TV
2: watching <laughs> the television, television, like everybody else. And, you know, like we tried to emulate Michael Jackson's moonwalk and all that stuff, and watching TV. Mm. Like she was, she saw Elvis on TV and was just co- totally
0: captivated by him. Oh, so, okay. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I like it. So, okay. Ooh. So I was curious because you're kind of, a little bit of a music person. So I know it seems like in country music, there's a lot of like you go from being a writer to being a singer. But is
1: right.
0: is just as a side note, is that the same thing with like the hip hop rap scene? Do people go from writers to, to rapper or do they normally just go from like beat maker to rapper or it's do they just kind of generalize, specialize?
2: Everybody follows their own path. Um, okay. Way, really works is you have to find your niche in order to get into the business so some people are just performers and they don't write their own music they have writers that come in and write for them the writers always want to be a performer for the most part some of them are actual they want to write some of them just want to produce but other people want to do multiple facets of the industry and plus okay. the best way to get your money and your name and notoriety is to do different facets. So, okay. you know, like, um, somebody like Neil in, in R and B, he's essentially a writer first. Um, okay. he can't play any musical instruments, but he can write the heck out of some songs. Um, so that's how he basically got in the game was writing songs for other people. And then, um, he started writing for himself. Same thing with Bruno Mars. Bruno okay. Mars came in as a musician, um, being an actual guitarist and writing songs. Um, it wasn't until like three years in the business when somebody actually had him doing background uh, vocals. Hmm. And then from doing the background vocals and writing songs, he got his break. And then from doing doing the break, he just kind of took it from there. So gotcha. he took control of his own career. You have a whole slew of individuals who are in the background writing and producing the music, and you would never know them but they actually make more money than the artist. Okay. That makes sense. So that's that's why some of these people that are rising up. Is, and in country music, it's a, it's a little bit of the same. You'll have writers that sit down with the artist and try to figure out how the artist is feeling, try to figure out what they're going through. Right. Um, how can they count? Can they write this particular song to go through them? And then you have other songs that are just listed out there in catalogs and songs that like you probably hear of now that have been sitting in the catalogue for two years and nobody's been able to perform it. So oh, the way they gotcha. wanted to or, or or type of situation. So
0: it's really a business at the yeah. end of the day. It, well, you see, and that's what I learned from watching three uh, seasons of Nashville. So Yes. <laughs> yes, that'll do it. Like like
2: a lot of the stuff, some of it is is glorified, you know, because of storylines and whatnot. But a lot of that is based off of what actually happens in the industry. You have folks who will write songs for other people. They'll, they won't sign over their credits. So all the money's going to the writer or to the um, manager that purchased the song. None of that money will go to the actual artist unless the artist had a hand in writing it. Other than that, like out of a hundred point scale, our artist can get two to four points. But uh, a writer or a producer can get 30 points out of that scale. So whereas okay. as you break that down to money, artists artist will get two cents to the dollar, whereas a, a, or a writer will, can get up to 40 cents to the dollar. And then the artist okay. will go to an actual company producing it. Gotcha.
0: Okay, well, that makes sense. So, <laughs> all right. So anything else? Are we good?
1: That sounded good.
0: That <laughs> sounded good. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, this has been uh Tad Too Far. Uh you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or on our website, uh T-A-D-T-O-F-A-R T-A-D-T-O-F-A-R.com. We're part of the Sioux Empire Podcast Network. And um please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Uh ride along, little doggy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or bye. Bye. <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>